Welcome to How Life Changed, a podcast that features stories of real people and how their lives have changed as a result of COVID-19. I'm your host, John Noltner, and I'm glad you could join us. Change is a constant in life, but as a global community, we're now in the midst of unprecedented change as a result of the pandemic, and it's altering our work, home, and community lives in unexpected and profound ways. Each of us will experience this outbreak in our own unique fashion, each of us a single thread woven into the fabric of this historic event. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll explore just one of those threads, one person's story, and through that lens, hope to gain some human insight into the bigger picture of what's happening in our world today. This episode of How Life Changed is being recorded on Thursday, May 21st, 2020. Today I'm talking with Kristen Schenk, co-owner of Log Jam, a bar and grill in Menominee, Wisconsin. So Kristen, thanks for taking the time. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell me, what do you remember what day the Log Jam had to close its doors due to the stay-at-home orders? Yes, we officially closed our doors on March 17th. It was St. Patrick's Day. And my husband and I had actually discussed and made the decision the night before the order had been put into place that we were going to be closing that day um, before the order had actually taken place. With it being St. Patrick's Day, we were concerned with the amount of people that may be going out to the bars and celebrating. So we made the decision on our own that we were going to close down and strictly do carry out. I think it was about two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they had announced that all bars needed to close down by five o'clock that evening. Okay. And and so since then you've you've continued to serve food by carryout, is that right? Correct. Yes. We've done carryout and curbside pickup uh, only since that day. So we've only been closed one day and that was on Easter. Easter oh. Sunday we closed down. Uh, okay. And so how many of your regular employees have you been able to keep on as you're as you're doing the curbside pickup? We've been able to employ about 24 employees right now. And before the shutdown happened, we had about 39 employees. Most of our employees are college students. So a large percentage of our staff moved home. Some of them lived in the dorms and they had to move out of the dorms. Um, and some of them just left. Some of them had internships already lined up for the summer. So we lost quite a bit of staff due to that. When we first started with the shutdown, we had about 12 employees and we've gotten back up to about 24 right now. Okay. And what does that feel like as the owner of the business to know that you're responsible for, you know, some of this impact that has fallen on your employees? Yeah, it's a big responsibility. And you know, it, it's really different because so many of our employees are college students, so they're away from home. So they really look to my husband and I for courage and hope and answers. And 
that security that they would normally get maybe from their moms or dads if they were living at home. So the pressure isn't just in keeping people employed and making sure that everyone's safe and taken care of, but it's also giving them that sense of security and safety as well. Hmm. Okay. So last week, the Wisconsin Supreme Court passed down a ruling that overturned your governor's uh, stay-at-home order. And so uh, we saw it in the national media. There were a lot of bars that sort of threw their doors wide open uh, immediately. But, but you all have chosen to, to slow down a little bit. And can you, can you tell us what your plan is and what some of that thought process is? Sure. You know, a lot of, I understand that a lot of people are very excited to get back out and get back to normal life. That's what we keep seeing. We got to get back things back to normal, but these aren't normal times that we're living in right now. So for us, our, you know, kind of, as I had said before, our biggest priority is keeping people safe. People's safety has to come first and foremost all the time. And so when the order went through, we just didn't personally feel that it was, safe to open up quite yet. Um, We needed to have proper policies and procedures into place. And part of what has held us up is the ability to get the supplies necessary to do that. Uh, We, there's a kind of a uh, chink in the supply chain, a little kink in there that we aren't able to get the proper sanitizers um, and cleaning supplies that we need We've been working with our food distributors, but the supply chain everywhere between food and cleaning supplies, um, PPE gear has made it challenging for a lot of people. And we just want to make sure that we have everything in place before we feel comfortable. Moving forward, we are right now looking at opening next week slowly, but we haven't made any formal announcements because we're really just watching what happens within our county on a daily basis. Uh, As of today, the cases have stayed the same for about six days. We only have 20 positive cases in Dunn County. So that's pretty hopeful. Um, But if things were to change drastically, you know, overnight or within a few days, we may rethink our strategies We are really grateful. We have a beautiful outdoor patio. And so we're really thinking that we'll probably start with outdoor seating. We're not sure if we're going to do indoor seating quite yet when we start. Um, We're kind of taking the lead and seeing what some other places are doing as well that we look to as strong businesses. There's some places in Hudson that I kind of look at, Madison, um, even in the Twin Cities areas, what they're doing and taking the lead from some of the bigger organizations and companies uh, that seem like they're also slowly rolling things out. Uh, what are some of the benchmarks that you're looking for when you when you talk about the number of cases in the county? What are some of the things that are going to make you feel comfortable like it's time to try? Hmm, I don't know if anything's going to make me feel comfortable. <laughs> Sure, that's fair. Um, we're all very nervous about it. What is making me feel that maybe it's okay to start trying is just watching that the cases aren't growing right now within our county. So I feel 
that is one sign. But to be completely honest, I don't think that I'm ever going to feel comfortable with it. There's so much unknown about the virus and how it spreads. And, you know, without having those answers, I don't know if if I'll ever feel comfortable until there's more certain answers. You know, we look to the CDC and the the National Restaurant Association. Um, I took a serve safe class strictly on how to reopen your restaurant. And unfortunately, a lot of it is they have guidance, but within those guidances, it says, if feasible, you know, and there's no real solid answers. A lot of it is still up to, you know, every individual to do their part. And with letting people into our restaurant, we can do everything that we feel is necessary, but a big part of what is, you know, within our business is the people coming into our business and if they're taking the proper precautions as well. And so keeping our staff, our staff safe is, you know, our top priority, but keeping our, the other guests coming in is a priority as well. You just don't know how seriously everyone's taking it. There's, there seems to be very strong opinions uh, on either side of the fence right now. I'm a little bit in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can, I can imagine as a business owner that's facing the public, that if you have folks come into your business that have a different opinion than you, that that can be challenging to figure out how to yeah. navigate that. Yes, absolutely. Um, we've been getting many calls wondering why we're not open yet. Uh, what are you hearing from some of your staff? What are some of their biggest concerns right now? Are they eager to start again or are they uh, reluctant? Um, you know, I think most of them are pretty eager to start back up again and get into some normalcy. There's definitely some reluctancy amongst some of them. Um, you know, the, everyone's worried, just kind of worried about how people are going to be reintroduced into our environment and how they're going to act, you know, fortunately it can bring out the best in people, but unfortunately it can also bring out the worst in people. And we've experienced both sides of the spectrum throughout this Hmm. whole, this whole process. Uh, We've had some really great customers and we've had some really challenging. I won't ask you to talk about the challenging ones, but tell me, tell me something that uh, has made you proud of your customers. Oh boy. uh, So many things. Um, They've really, our guests have really, really supported us. They have reached out, shared, shared, you know, um, great experiences that they've had. They've left big tips for our staff. We've had girls come in getting a $50 bill from a guest. Last week, um, a gentleman gave one of our servers an envelope. It had $80 in cash in it for a tip. Uh, for her to split amongst the girls working that night. Um, we've had a lot of support and people thanking us for t- taking our time and opening and using our critical thinking skills and being thoughtful about how we're going to go about reopening our restaurant and introducing the public back into our establishment. So I think about some of those things when I think of a Wisconsin bar with a couple of bartenders behind the bar. Uh, you know, those are cramped quarters There's and, and people are moving fast. There's not always six feet in between people. What do you do to accommodate that? Correct. Uh, yeah, we're going to take our time with the bar scene. Actually, we're going to, you know, our main focus is going to be on food. 
our main focus throughout this whole thing has been about food and feeding people. Um, we actually, I don't know if you're familiar with World Central Kitchen at all. Mm-mm. Have you heard of that with Jose Andres? Um, I signed up a restaurant for that and uh, uh, we haven't heard back. And fortunately, I don't think that it's a need in our community necessarily right now, but he's going around and feeding America. He um, went and fed all the people in Puerto Rico. He's in New York and Boston, a lot of the big cities, and they're partnering with kitchens in different communities to help feed people. Hmm. So they're using restaurants to help feed the hungry people or feed the elderly or feed children. It's a really neat program. Uh, it's really cool. You should look. Um, you should look up at the World Central Kitchen. It's really neat what they're doing, and I felt personally really inspired by it. And so our focus has just really been on feeding people. We're trying to make sure our staff is always fed. And so with reopening the dining room and the bar, we're we're not focused on the bar quite quite yet. We're not. Um, we're not going to jump in both feet first into the bar scene. We're really just going to focus on food and continuing to feed people and providing that um, little bit of normalcy and that little bit of, you know, people can't go out to restaurants necessarily the way they used to, but if they can still get their favorite meal, that just brings something, a little bit of joy, I guess, in a way that, eh, that they aren't able to experience uh, like they used to. So maybe that leads into my next question. I understand the the reluctance of of bringing people in again, but uh, and, and all of the unknowns around that. But what's the thing you're really looking forward to when you can get people back in the door again? We miss the relationships. Everything about you know working in the food service industry for us is about building personal relationships with people. We miss our people. We cannot wait to get back to seeing people and making people happy and smile. That's what customer service and hospitality is all about. Just taking care of people and providing these memorable experiences for people. We're the place that people come to celebrate birthdays and graduations and all the big moments in life. People go out to eat and they celebrate and not being able to be a part of that directly is is definitely what we miss the most. Uh, hmm, yeah. Um, last question for you. What What's your advice for folks as they as you start opening up again, as people start coming in your doors? Mm, I think just to be patient and to be kind. Uh, things are not going to be the way they used to be. So everyone needs to, you know, expect that things might be a little bit different. You know, things that will be the same are our hospitality and the quality of our food and service, but things are going to be different. So just be patient and kind with each other. That's just, you know, good advice for everyone, no matter what you're doing right now. Especially in challenging times. Yeah, definitely. Have empathy for each other. Well, Kristen, I want to thank you for taking a little bit of time today. Uh, It's good to talk with you. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Good luck as you open your doors. And um, I look forward to next time I'm in Menominee and having a meal there with you. Sounds good. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. Great. Take care. Thanks for joining us for How Life Changed. I'm your host, John Nolner, and I look forward to seeing you next time. How Life Changed is a series produced by A Piece of My Mind 
multimedia arts project that uses storytelling to rediscover what connects us. You can find A Piece of My Mind on Instagram at A-P-O-M-M Stories, on Twitter at A Piece of My Mind 1, that's the numeral 1, Facebook and YouTube at A Piece of My Mind. Peace is always spelled out, P-E-A-C-E. And you can find all of those links on our website, A-P-O-M-M dot net. That's the acronym for A Piece of My Mind dot net. Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend to listen too. Together, we'll see the world in new ways, one story at a time.